Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. I am Chickity Chuck. I am Godless. And this is your weekly dose of all things metal or whatever, man. It's where we talk about metal for about an hour, maybe longer. Who knows? The show can go anywhere. (laughs) Oh, it's crazy, man. (laughs) That's how this thing can go. You can find us on MetalSucks.net every Monday. Also, you can uh, pick us up on iTunes, subscribe there, and uh, you can uh, have it download right to your device, whatever, you know, if it's an iPad or this or that or yeah, you can find it there. Leave five stars and tell us that we suck. That would help, man. This week's episode, we have got some cool stuff for you. Very, very cool. Howard Jones, none other than the man himself from Killswitch Engage and The Devil You Know. We're going to be talking to him. I'm going to try to psychoanalyze the man. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to try. I, I don't know how well it's going to turn out, but but yeah. He says some interesting stuff? I think so, man. I, cool. he, if you've uh, seen or read interviews with Howard Jones before in the past... He's not the most talkative dude in the world. Yeah. So yeah, it it was it was a it was a good interview. Honestly, I wish I knew more about MMA. You, you were absent for this interview, and you are the you are the UFC MMA guy, and and you, you failed me. Yeah. It's all right though. What are you gonna do? It's okay. And then maybe start my life. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> failing people. Oh, not the first time. <laughs> it's gonna happen again. And then we're gonna maybe check out this new Killer Be Killed. I think this new uh, project oh, from uh, oh, oh, Supergroup Action. Oh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be interesting, so, uh-huh. and we'll psychoanalyze that as well <laughs> while we're in it. But this week, of course, the big news has been uh, we lost we lost a great man last week. Do you have like a metal version of Taps that you can play, ah, dude? I wish it did or something that that would just not do him justice, man. Yeah. Odorous Arungus, uh, Dave, aka Dave Brocky, of course, passed away on uh, what was it, the twenty third, I think, or something like that. It was a Sunday last week. And uh, we had already recorded the show before last week's uh, episode. He didn't call us and let us know this uh, was going to go down. Yeah, it was terrible, man. And I uh, woke up to that news, woke up to you text- texting me that news, and I was like, oh, uh, shit. I'm sorry <sighs> I had to be the one to deliver the bad news. That, that was, was terrible, big. man. That was a huge. No, it's it, it's such a huge deal. And it's a huge deal for me. I mean, like me personally, which is kind of twisted. When Hanneman died and it was Slayer, that was that was that was close. Dio for me was really close because I grew up with Dio. Like earlier than Guar grew up with Dio, but uh, but Guar was one of those kind of integral things in the '90s for me that kind of kept me a little heavy. You know, I kind of went indie and all that other crap in the mid '90s when I'm sorry de- when metal was in the doldrums a little bit. And Guar was one of those that I discovered like at the beginning of the '90s and fell in love with and and uh it's just to know them was to love them it totally right i mean i have so many people which is the worst thing in the world to say i never saw them i didn't blah 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 blah. i wish i would have it's like you know i'm a lucky guy because i've seen them over a dozen times so i I feel like i've i feel like like i've gotten the experience but at the same time i feel like i'm also kind of attached to that dude more than i should be and just yeah, he's such an incredible man. Yeah, you got to go back and re-listen. I don't know if you did uh, re-listen to our interview with yeah. Dave uh, from a few months ago. 
and uh, he didn't mention that this was going to happen, and I'm kind of pissed off about it, actually. It wasn't. It didn't even tease it? Not even a teaser. Uh, damn it. Why is it that ever... We always get scooped. I know. Something. It's like, <laughs> come on, man. How much more ahead of time do we got to talk to somebody to, you know... Well, and what's weird is is that the one thing that I've wanted to do, especially with this show, uh, you know, we've gotten to do more long-form interviews, talk to musicians and talk to people a little bit longer than we would normally if you're on the radio, because then it's like, hey, how's that tour going? All right, cool. All right, that's great. And then, uh, bye, boom, play a song and you're out. Right. But we get to kind of have conversations with people. And I really, when we got, when we got Odorous on the show, I was hoping that we would talk to Dave Brocky. Uh, right and not odorous arungus even though i love the character the character is so awesome but i would i was hoping to get dave back on the show as dave right like personally him and talk about his his life experience and his experience with guar and i regret never having the chance to to do that i've interviewed him a couple times but it was always as odorous you know so never really getting to interview the guy as himself you know and that's one of the that'll probably be one of the regrets that i have but i've had the opportunity to meet him and all that stuff over the years and just such a great dude man so he's totally gonna be missed yeah definitely i'm sad i I think the same thing here is like i think that this is more affecting to me than it is than jeff hanneman's was and you know i guess what do you mean well i think that that you know it's for completely selfish reasons i mean uh you know the spider had already sort of knocked hanneman out of my life already true we'd already seen gary holt play with play with slayer and and i wasn't particularly kind of moving on bummed out about that as long as you know the drummer is still the same i'm good to go and then uh stick it in turn okay but but you know like with 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 odorous it's like oh dude it's not just because he's the singer it's like this brings the whole future of the band into question i really think it does honestly i th- i mean on a you know you know right now that's not not even close to what they're thinking about there there's oh they're, are you kidding of course they're thinking well, about it. it's in their mind but right now it they is got, they gotta take care of they they gotta take care of business and and his memorial and all that i mean they gotta figure all that stuff out yeah. I, I don't i don't know that that's that's like top of mind just yet it's back of mind for sure I mean, everybody's got to be thinking that. I mean, no, I, I as a fan know that there's no way that they can continue Guar without without Dave Brocky. There's no way. Yeah, there is. No, there's not. There's nobody who can do Dude, what that man did. I no, got not, show prep. Not a single person in the world that could do what that man did. Uh, no, I got 10 people who can do it. Oh, Jesus. You ready? Uh, All right. Number 10, Jeffrey Nothing of Mushroom Head. I mean, he's already learned how to cop Slipknot. <laughs> I'm sure he can impersonate Guar pretty well, right? All right, number nine, Howard Jones of W. No, because you know whenever there's a singer vacancy, you gotta bring <laughs> put Howard Jones in there as a candidate. Uh, number eight, Dookie Flyswatter of Haunted Garage. They were already kind of doing a, mm. a Gore like thing. Uh, uh, you know, it's gonna take a little while, no matter what, for Gore to kind of get their legs underneath them. So Tim Lambesis of As I Lay Dying. <laughs> He's kind of busy for about that same duration, I suspect. And now that he spent some time in prison, he'll be seasoned and, and ready for it. And dude, when when, he, so when you see Tim Lambesis chopping the head off of somebody on stage, doesn't, cool. it, doesn't it feel a little more real it's to you? It's got a little more meaning to it, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, number six, uh, well, all right, so regarding number six, you got to figure like, all right, Odorous was great, but you know, it wasn't like he had like the greatest vocal range of all time, so you don't really need a big, you know, talented singer. Tom Savini. Can you imagine the special effects Gore would have hmm, after Tom okay. Savini joins the band? Uh, number five, uh, Devil Chicken of Agony Column. 
because uh, they toured a lot with him, and you know he's got a great voice, and it, it would totally change it. But it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> be a completely different band is what it would be. A, a number four, I, I like this idea. Um, Dave Brocky, but in a more passive role. Uh, number three, you're a terrible person. You know that <laughs> you are a terrible fucking person. <laughs> number three, oh dude, we got to scoop up the production value for Guar. I said number three, Guy Laliberte of Cirque du Soleil. Oh. So we started doing <laughs> acrobatics. Hell yeah! With the jismoglobin flowing everywhere. Number two, this is a this is an outside pick, but I'm actually serious about this one. I think this would be pretty damn cool if they got Glenn Benton of Deicide. Yeah, but he's like a. I mean, he's scary without I a costume. Know. He, doesn't, he, he doesn't need a costume. He, I he know just, that he would just be show up on stage. Awesome! And everybody would die. Wouldn't you love to see him chop the head off the Pope? You know. Yeah, but he would actually chop the head off the Pope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then number one, um, not doing anything right now, and it, it'd be awesome. You know that you have like births on stage and stuff like that. Angela Gasol of Arch Enemy, make her the mm. new singer of Guar. That mm. add a whole new twist to the whole thing. I think that's 10 people who could take the reins. Well, they did used to have a female in the band. Yeah, know, back in the a couple day. different. No, ones. I mean, I think I don't think there is anybody on this earth who can do what he did with that band. I mean, those are all fun and stuff to kind of Thank throw you. out there. You yeah. Know? All right, whatever. I'll let you have that one. But Glenn Benton, you know, come on. <laughs> that, that is kind of entertaining to think about. But, Wouldn't that be awesome? But what I'm saying is I don't think that anybody had the the complete picture in mind for Guar, especially for the past 25 years, other than Dave Brocky. I think yep. he's the one that had the entire vision and he saw the forest. You know, he was able to see exactly what was going on. He was ahead of like his production and the way the show was it was running. He's the one that orchestrated most of the most of the show on stage when they were performing. I mean, it's it's pretty much all about odorous. But yeah, well, absolutely, but I mean, you, you know, we I, I was I saying mean, earlier was before we started that I think that Guar should be considered for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, and totally. You're, and you're like, you know, no way because they just let Kiss in and yeah. actually Kiss open the doors. Kiss in a way have set the template too for Guar because Kiss. You go see Kiss. Every single Kiss show is exactly like the last Kiss show. I mean, yes. they'll have different songs, but there's that one part where Gene flies up to the top. There's the one part where Paul goes out in the audience, spits fire. Yeah, yes, yeah, so every time, totally orchestrated. Right, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. boom, 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 boom. You can do the same thing with a Gore show. What I mean, mean, I'm not saying it's as much fun, but I'm saying that you can go, you know, head off this person, oh, yeah, screw on yeah, that yeah. person, boom. Well, it, you hit the marks and and good yeah. to go. I mean, it's awesome. You could, but honestly, I just that was part of the allure of going to a Guar show so many times and seeing them over and over and over and over and over again, like I've, like it is yeah. because you want to see who they're going to feed to the world maggot. You want to see whose head they're going to chop off. You want, I mean, right. I was trying to think of all the people that I've watched them kill over the years. I was like, I watched <laughs> them kill uh, Barack Obama, George Bush. I've uh, watched him kill Reagan, of course. Watch him kill Bush one. I think they did Clinton. Uh, we saw Sarah Palin in there. I saw Michael Jackson fuck a baby with a sword and then get beheaded. Um, I mean, I'm try- I am I couldn't name all the people that I've seen put to death on the Guar stage, and I, I just don't think anybody else has got that 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 twisted sort of that twisted fuck kind of mentality. That's also kind of grounded at the same time so it's like enough to be a fuck you to the establishment but at the same time be kind of entertaining to people so i mean it's and on top of it it's that south park thing where it's you've got to stay with the with what's going on and i think if you do like a vegas show kind of thing where it's the same show every week i don't think it's going to work with some with a band like guar and I, i i just think 
I totally think it would. You you changed out the president. You changed out this person. You changed out that person. It's good enough. But you you lost Corey Smoot, and that was that was pretty devastating. And I loved the way that they handled that. I mean, as far as the character. You know, sending him back to his home planet, bringing in his his long lost cousin or whatever. You know, postulate and like that changeover was really, really awesome, and it was a good tribute, especially with the Battle Maximus. But this is a completely different animal. It is, but you got you got twenty what twenty five odd years of history to kind of pull from and 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 you know to figure out how to do something that's updated for the future i think that you can pull from it and then you've got this huge advantage the huge advantage of the fact that dave brocky when he was on stage was in a costume you couldn't see his face yeah, you could put anybody it's, in it's there it's not about that though it was it about, is. no it's not it's, it's a, about the show he owns that character I he totally owns the but, character. If it was Beefcake, or if it was if it was Vlad, or if it was, like if it was another character, even the Executioner, like even I mean, even Sleazy P Martini, like it, like that character when he went away, he went away because yeah. that was like a certain thing. Well, absolutely, and you can have a different odorous, you know, like 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 you can you can you can have like odorous Satanus or something no, like that. No, You're no, good no, to go. No, I don't. I disagree. Oh. I completely disagree. But I, but I think right now is you know just way too early to even be speculating about what could possibly be happening with the future of the band because I mean they they he's not even cold yet so I mean it's what do you think they're gonna do for the barbecue I don't know I mean it's gonna be the so the, that's the basically the news that came out the public this week, memorial is the the public memorial is gonna be the barbecue that happens in August uh, and man everybody's gonna be there so now Saturday is the barbecue and Friday is gonna be the public memorial yeah. for uh, for Dave Brocky so. Don't you think Dave would have wanted the band to continue? I'm, I mean, I would think so. You know, and and what's what's funny is you know when Randy Blythe came out and he had that statement like uh, like right afterwards, you know, his was brilliant. He said something to the effect of, you know, right now if this was me, Dave would be making a really obscene and and terrible joke about my death. But right. I can't bring myself to do that about him. Well, and I, and I totally understand. Uh, I totally understand where he's coming from because I feel like all he would want is to be people to have fun with it mm-hmm. and i i just don't know i i, I don't know i you know, but, but I'm, I'm in that kind of i feel like I'm in that morning phase still, considering so. randy's history does anybody really know where randy was last sunday between like <laughs> 2 a.m and 10 a.m I'm, I'm yeah you're awful i'm gonna hurt you <laughs> <laughs> you make me laugh at that that's not that's not what's even worse about it I predicted this I before. You remember the year we started? Yeah, war post got right war post right. But but, dude, when the year started, you remember I predicted this. This is the year of people dropping dead. Uh, it's is it? Uh, and I did. I no way. Yeah, I would have predicted getting, this one. But no, damn. The, I mean, fifty years old. Who would have guessed? All I gotta say know? is, we gotta start every interview now, just asking people whether they're healthy. How are you feeling? Yeah. How are you, you doing? Feeling? Okay. Because I huh? thought we'd just be asking about Lemmy. Have you had your cholesterol checked recently? Yes. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> How's your kidney function? We got to get Ronnie James Dio's ex-wife on, you know, to to like ask them about their anal probes. Yeah, or make sure they're getting their ass checked. Yeah. And, well, I, and you know, obviously, we have no idea what what was the final cause of death yet. Uh, I don't think they've released the autopsy yet. And they're also doing toxicology reports right. and all that stuff. But I never knew the man to be like junky or anything like well, that. Well, so. back in the day, he partied. Well, the, yeah, okay. I mean, everybody parties, right? But but I mean, he partied. But it can take a toll on your body, obviously. I mean, yeah. anybody who's in a living a rock and roll lifestyle is punishing their body more than anybody should be punished. Right. But usually, you know, you can recover from that. I mean, look at 
Look at Lemmy. Yeah. Look at Keith Richards. You right. know, the, the fucking cockroaches, man. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I just hope that it's not like a, oh, well, you know, he's taking a couple sleeping pills and drank a beer and boom, it had a bad reaction and died. Right. Some, you know, that fucking Heath Ledger bullshit, you I, know? I, I'm just hoping that, like, now we his, don't have another joker either i'm just hoping that you know they're not saying it but maybe his like pants are down by his ankles you know because that's what sometimes happens you know you well i felt like i'm gonna have an aneurysm jerking off a couple times yeah so. and then i want to know what he was watching because that's probably really good <laughs> i've been so twisted about it honestly i've been i just kind of been back and forth i mean i did my uh my my terrestrial radio show and dedicated a couple hours played nothing but guar which was not easy to do to put on the actual radio because you got to take out oh, all the cuss words and yeah. all that stuff. Good God, man. Yeah. Have you seen uh, me? Man, dude, it, it was rough. But I'm glad I did it because it, it's weird. You know, Hanneman, Dio, Easy Tributes, everybody's in. Guar, eh, not so much. Yeah. I mean, people know him. People have heard of them. They've heard of the spectacle, but they're just not in love with the man. You know, as far as gigantic popularity kind of thing. You see him at Fun 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 Fest, or you see him at a big festival, and they're like, "Well, that's amusing," but they're just not in it. In it, you know. So I think it was a the, as far as fans go, they're a little more tertiary, except for the hardcore people. Yeah, yeah, I know. It feels like it everybody seems weird has, to me, but everybody has some sort of relationship with Guar. I find musicians have better relationships, like as far as they really. I've seen more musicians coming out about about Dave than I ever expected. Because, and I mean, I expected quite a few, but I think those people were, you know, all these musicians, he represented so many different things to them as far as uh, what you could do with music and show that nobody else could possibly do. Like, they were like, man, it'd be cool if we could. Uh, I don't know. You know, yeah. when Amon Martha's looking at him, they go, we got a boat that comes out. Yeah. And that's awesome. And it smokes and fire and things like that. And that's all they, that's the, yep. what we got. That's as far as I can take it. Exactly. It's like not everybody can come out and spray the crowd with blood. You know, right. You know, jismoglobin and have a gigantic cuttlefish strapped to your cock and all that stuff. It's just, I don't know. It's it's such a difference. I don't know where I'm going with that. But it's I, just. Well, it's interesting, too. Like, I'm like, sad, yeah, man. Totally. I'm fucking sad. Here we are. We're seeing, like, people getting sued left and right for their, their live performances and, you know, people people getting hurt etc and now we've got to shut everything down yeah and here's guar that we're still putting on the most amazing three-dimensional four-dimensional experience yeah, yeah, totally and uh you know th- they got shut down too so well temporarily i think they're gonna come back uh, i think in, they have to rest in peace dave brocky yeah no don't <laughs> really don't no he doesn't want to rest i know in peace. i know uh, like I like, said, I'm, a, I'm just all sad, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's sad. I'm still kind of in that up and down of, you know, when, it, yeah, it's that, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know, man, man. It, it, it's one of those deaths where it makes every other death, like in my personal life, that much more affecting. I yeah. don't know why. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's oh, like there it's was. All, it's all fucking real, man. Yeah. It's it all, all real. Oh, it just sucks. Yeah. I know. It brings it all home. So now let's talk about devil, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bad transitions, <laughs> but it happens. We got to stop talking about this because I, ca- I can't. I wonder how I, I Howard Jones do is doing. Um, what do you mean? How's he feeling? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out in this interview because I do ask him about uh, about quite a bit of that. We talk about uh, tons. You talked of to him before stuff. this went down. Yes, right? we talked about this before uh, before this happened. But uh, but no, we got a chance to talk about all kinds of cool stuff. Um, like I said, if you've ever watched an interview or listened to an interview with Howard, it can be a he, he's um, he's. Um, uh, what's the word he's um 
not tight-lipped, but succinct? he's yeah, succinct is probably a good word for it. He he's, he answers quickly and kind of moves on pretty fast. So mm-hmm. it's uh, a little shorter than what we normally do, but I think we delve uh, pretty deep into into his leaving Kill Switch, into his new band Devil You Know, and his actual psychology that he's had going on for years when it comes to all that stuff. But you can hear uh, my interview with Howard Jones and the Devil You Know right now on the Metal Sucks podcast. On the podcast with us, uh, Howard Jones of uh, Kill Switch Engage. Of course, you know him from there, but also the Devil You Know, the brand new band. I uh, got a new record coming out April 29th called The Beauty of Destruction, which is badass. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, is that what it's coming out? Oh, I had, man, I had, I never know anything. But uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, like, from the beginning, listening to the record, man, it's hard to separate you from Kill Switch. It really is. Oh, really? I know it's a different yeah. It's a different animal. It's a, it's a lot heavier. It's got a, a lot more to it. But when I hear your voice, man, it's so distinct. Yeah, I pretty much sound like me. Did you try to do other things to change it up or do anything different? I mean, I, you sound a little, little more growly than before, but oh yeah, I definitely tried to you know make it not sound exactly like you know everything I've ever done. But yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, if you listen to the album as a whole, it's it's really different. Was it a good experience for you, uh, kind of getting a fresh, a little bit of a fresh start with a new band? No, it was terrible. Yeah, dude. Of course it was. <laughs> of course it was fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It could be. A, it could be a nightmare. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> but no, it was. It was a blast. Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing it. And I mean, was it something that you were thinking about for a while? I mean, because you had what? You had a couple of years off there. Nope, I wasn't thinking about it. At all. Like I thought I was done. I seriously was just like, okay, I, I'm done doing music. Uh, you know, I basically, for a couple years, I did nothing, and it was awesome. <laughs> 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 I'm not kidding, man. It was so amazing doing nothing. I seriously just hung out with my dog. <laughs> that was about it. <laughs> well, like, really nothing. So, yeah. yeah. Like, you don't I have mean, a part-time job seriously. or anything? No, I did nothing. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it, it, seriously. It, all I did was like watch TV and movies and play with my dog. It was great. So then, jump. How did it come about? I mean, how did you guys? Did these guys just approach you on this thing and said, "Okay, let's let's go." Uh, yeah, uh, just mutual friends. They sent me a sent me a demo. I listened to it. I was like, hey, "This is pretty cool." Then I just put it down and then listened to it again a little later, and I said. Yeah, I should probably meet these guys. And that's how it started. And then did you just dive in both feet? I mean, from zero to 60 like that or what? Uh, Yeah, it just, uh, you know, we did a demo and and then it just, you know, we got some offers from record labels and ended up going with Nuclear Blast and just, you know, it, it just snowballed from there. Well, I mean, it's got to help, you know, having a little bit of a history with the old Monty Connor and stuff. Yeah, that, you know, that definitely didn't hurt things. <laughs> but yeah, when Monty got on board, I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to have to work with Monty. Why not? And <laughs> on. boom, it just takes off from there, right? Yeah, it, it really did. Like it, 
I mean, once we started doing the album, it just it just kind of turned into something. I'm still surprised. Like, wow, this turned out okay. I mean, did you feel like you wanted to jump back into it? I mean, or nope. You were just, I mean, going for nothing. It's like right. Oh yeah, seriously. I was I was done, man. I didn't want to do anything. Now, why is that? I mean, what what made you kind of? I mean, obviously, doing nothing is awesome. But uh, manic depression, bipolar. Yeah, I I was done. I mean, you know, I'm I'm sure. Uh, like when I was with Killswitch, I'm mean, come on. I was driving those guys nuts because they didn't understand why I was so depressed or so bummed out. And it's like, come on, it was great band we had a great time but yeah there were just times where i was just so down and i had no idea why and then i ended up finding out why i say oh i'm i'm chemically jacked up (laughs) okay but yeah that's uh that's why you know when i walked away i was just like man i'm just done i just don't want to do this anymore so did you get a diagnosis like when you were with kill switch engage like uh, i mean i'm obviously the diabetes thing but uh but like the other stuff like depression and that kind of thing were you in therapy or uh, oh you, no that was yeah that was after because you were still kind of yeah. suffering from something you felt like something was going on even after you took away that pressure yeah it, it's it, it was just like wow what is wrong with me i didn't understand what was going on but yeah you know i ended up going to see some people and everything and then uh like yeah you're you're kind of jacked up dude (laughs) i was like oh that's what's wrong with me (laughs) is that one of those things where you try to self-medicate or any of that crap too or because you always seem like you had it together but i mean yeah i definitely try but man there was times where like i would just be i would sit on the bus and i would like like lay in my bunk for like 24 hours straight and not talk to anybody not because i was mad or anything like that I just it's just i was so depressed i just didn't want to see anyone or talk to anyone or you know we'd have a couple days off and i wouldn't talk to anyone and i just i didn't understand what was wrong with me but yeah and yeah i said finally you know saw someone and figured it out well, that's pretty impressive to be able to kind of come out on the other side without having a serious addiction or anything like that on top of it. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, I, I went nuts. But, yeah, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm doing okay. So, I mean, did you go down that hole? Oh, yeah, definitely. Really? I mean, like uh, nothing like alcohol maybe, right? Or was it something more serious? Oh, no. Yeah, I definitely went down that path because it just, you know, I didn't know what to do, and so I just, just you know, whatever, whatever worked for me. Luckily, I didn't you know get into any crazy drugs or anything. Yeah, right. So thank God. But uh, but yeah, like I said I'm doing doing good. Do you feel like you've always been that way? Did you have you had that since you were young, or is it something that kind of cropped up after you had a little notoriety? No, I I've always been like that i just didn't realize it i mean even like when i was a kid i remember like i would like if i was walking on the street and there were people walking towards me i would just i would cross the street so i didn't have to look at them because i would i would just because i just had bad anxiety yeah i I still have like crazy social anxiety and everything else too but yeah that's i've always been like that i just didn't realize it 
now I know. So how did you choose to get into such a such a crazy profession or Dude, to be I on stage? No, how did that happen? I have no clue. I basically I started singing when I was a kid and like and like school and church and things like that and just uh it just kind of became what I did. Don't ask me, man. It, it just it, it just happened. <laughs> oh no, I, I I totally get it because I've got this whole big fear of crowds too, and I've had it forever. But I've been on stage or I've been on the radio. You know what I mean? It's like I've always been in front of people. What is it with people that have kind of? Got, and you're not the first singer that I've seen or talked to that has had the same sort of issues. You know, with uh, with crowds or social anxiety. Yeah. It's, it seems like a common theme. Dude, I have no idea. It, it just. It, yeah, it, it's still crazy to me. Like, I, you know, walk on stage and I'm just like, dude, I've vomited before I went on stage and everything else. But yeah, for some reason, it just, yeah, I, I don't think I'm any good at anything else. <laughs> well, I mean, and, I, I, and I, I don't even think I'm that good at what I'm doing. So, hey, whatever, man. Shit, I don't know about that, man. But I, I mean, you've got a, you've sold enough records by this point. You got to figure people kind of like you. Yeah, whatever. But that doesn't. That, <laughs> but what you're talking about, that doesn't help that at all. That's not the point, right? Uh, no, it does not help at all. But still, eh, whatever. Hey, I, I've been lucky. That's that's pretty much what I uh, accredit that to. Just I've been lucky. I mean, right place, right time. You know, I mean, seriously, what else can you say when it comes to that? It's just, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, think of like, think of like singers that are in bands that, like terrible bands, but they've done well. Yeah, you know? and, you know, right place, right time. So, you know, I got lucky being with like guys who are absolutely great musicians but you know i was just right place right time you you got to give yourself some credit there though man i mean you you've done nope. you've done the work to do to be there you know so, yeah, right, yeah, we're, right we're just not gonna agree on this so, yeah right yeah, okay <laughs> well so let's see you, you said you sang a lot when you were a kid and all that stuff what uh, what was your first experience like with uh with a rock band or how did you get started like in singing fronting bands and that stuff Wow, I think, uh, yeah, my first band was, uh, it was actually when I was in Ohio. It was with my uh, my guitar player, who's in Blesman Shed. Just you know, he lived in Ohio at the time. We you know we uh, did a band, and it was horrible. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, you know, it was. <laughs> but still, you know, it was like, oh, this is great. You know, it's such a rush. But oh my God, we were terrible. Oh, uh, I think back on like some of the stuff I was writing then, just awful. <laughs> I mean, man, it was awful. Do you have like old demo but, demo tapes of that stuff or anything like that? Oh, I'm sure I've got some stuff around. Oh, and it's terrible, man. Like seriously, like embarrassingly terrible. But the thing is, you know, it's it's like now because of like the internet and everything else, people start off in bands and they're like amazing. Back then. You had to be terrible to get to you know to get to a point where you know people actually cared about you. But yeah, it's just oh yeah, for years just horrific music. <laughs> so bad. 
But you're right, though. The kids do start out like on such a different level. I mean, uh, you look at local bands and stuff, and they've got better gear than a lot of bands ever thought about having. You know, ten, oh, yeah, fifteen years exactly. ago. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's in fact like it's like bands start off and it's like you shouldn't sound like every time I die right now. That's that's just wrong. You should be you should suck for years and then get better. <laughs> that's awful. Twelve year olds that are that are just killing it on the internet. You're like, what? Oh, what did I do with my life? It's been thirty years. <laughs> Actually, I I don't see that because I when I'm on the internet, I look at fighting and email. That's it. <laughs> fighting with what kind? Like MMA? Oh yeah. Ah, big fan, huh? Oh man, it's huge, huge fan. It's seriously that's I follow it so much. It's it's actually kind of uh, it's kind of creepy how much I follow it. <laughs> like you're hunting them down kind of thing. Like uh, post it on their Facebook. Hey, great fight. Oh uh, yeah, uh, you said Facebook. I don't have Facebook or Twitter or or Insta things or who's a what's. I have none of that. I just like I said. I just go to fighting websites and just look at that stuff. But yeah. Other than that, yeah, that's it. Listen to Joe Rogan and uh, and check out the fighting websites, huh? No, uh, uh, Joe's hilarious. That and plus that dude knows his stuff. That was something unexpected. Like when I first saw him on a on a Saturday night watching a UFC, I was like, "What? What? What the? What's Joe Rogan doing up here?" And then oh, listen yeah, to uh, him talk. Dude, it's like, he, "Holy crap, uh, dude!" He. He has his uh, he has his belt in jujitsu. That mm-hmm. dude knows his stuff, and I love the fact that people like like try to pick with him or fight with or want to fight with him and stuff. Like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> that dude will wreck you. Have you ever thought about doing that yourself? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I trained a little bit, but yeah, you know, I, I I love it. Yeah, easier to watch it than <laughs> than do it. Yeah, I I, I much rather just watch it and, right. and actually participate. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding, right, man. That uh, th- that could cause some problems later on. It won't wreck your voice. You can still sing in a wheelchair. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. That, I remember when uh, when Adam got hurt. It wasn't from, like, training and jujitsu or anything, but he got hurt and just played a couple shows in a chair. It was awesome. I think I remember seeing one of those shows. Oh, uh, I love that guy. <laughs> well, that's good. That's, he is just—he is just the best. <laughs> now, that's that's actually something kind of interesting that you still have a pretty good relationship with those dudes after after the split. Everything went. Oh, everything there was cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was best for them and best for me that I left. You know, it, it, it really was. It was. It was. It was just the good thing for me to do. I mean, uh, it just sucked the way it happened, but, you know, it, I mean, you know, we were starting to write the new album, and we were meeting at Adam's place, and we're like, okay, yeah, let's uh, meet up over the next week or two, you know, it's like, okay, well, uh, all right, everybody just come back at uh, noon tomorrow. Yeah, I just didn't show up again. <laughs> I just left. Yeah, and, uh, and the thing is, those guys, they knew before I did that I was just miserable, and that I was depressed, and and that I just hated, I hated myself and my life. And so, yeah, they were like, dude, we're just going to move on without you. I was like, no, dude, I'll, I'll do the job. They are like, you hate this. Just just stop it. And I was like, 
Yeah, you're right. I do hate this. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's what happened. But, yeah, still friends. But actually, just, uh, uh, yeah, Jesse emailed me a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we were uh, exchanging emails. Love that guy. What do, you, what do you think about their new record, actually? It's great. It's pretty good stuff, right? Are you kidding? Come on, Jesse's awesome. Still my favorite Kill Switch song is uh, Element of One. Mm. Still my favorite. Love that song. And th- when I heard that one, I was like, oh, dude, I can I can write mushy stuff about like girls and stuff. And they were like, yeah, do whatever you want. I was like, sweet. <laughs> Seriously, that like when I heard that song, I was like, oh, man, this just opened my eyes. This is great. But yeah, still my favorite song. Now, that's good to know, man, because, you know, from the outside, it all seemed kind of, it seems sort of quick, but, you know, weird that it all just sort of fell apart to know that, that it didn't really like fall apart, fall apart and, you, you know, walk out screaming at each other or anything like that. That's that's a good oh, thing. Yeah, it was nothing like that, dude. I mean, that, there was nothing wrong with the band or those guys. It was all me. Uh, I was I was just going nuts. And. I didn't understand why I was going nuts, and yeah, I figured it out. You know, once I went to doctors and all that good stuff. But yeah, it was nothing to do with them. It was all me. But, yeah, and so yeah, the best thing for the band and for me was me leaving. Going forward, are you afraid of kindling those old feelings or any of that stuff with the with the new band? I'm not talking about like between you and the band members. Just in inside you, do you do you feel more comfortable with yourself where you're at right now? Oh yeah, I'm in a much better place. Yeah, I, I I feel good, and plus it's a it's a different group of guys. You know, we're we're having fun, and and that's the thing. I can't look at this as like a job. I have to look at this as like, hey, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go on stage with my friends and have fun. And so, yeah, I'm good. Well, that's good, man. Uh, that's excellent. It's much better to be ready to yeah. go have fun, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I did have a lot of fun with those guys, but at the same time, just you know, it was like a hour and a half on stage. I'm having a blast, and then the rest of the day, just total depression. And yeah, I'm I'm past that now, and that's that that's a good thing for them and me. Now you haven't done a full like uh, tour cycle or anything like that yet. So I mean, have you thought about changing the way that you that you approach like touring or anything like that to kind of adjust so you don't get burned or anything? And it's like yeah, basically don't get crazy bored and just yeah and just not look at like oh i have to i have to do like a signing oh my god i have to like meet people it's just just have fun that's how i'm looking at it and as long as i can do that i dude i'm stellar because yeah, you get to do what a lot of people wish they could do right yeah seriously i mean like, it, it's a great job so yeah it's like don't screw it up, Howard. <laughs> you get in your head, though, and that's uh, that's what I'm talking about. It's a, uh, hey, man, stop trying to screw me up. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying. I'm trying to psychoanalyze you right now. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best uh, to, Dude, to I figure you out. Dude, I will you through the phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, get enough of that already. Uh, I love to ask these questions, especially especially you know to somebody who's got sort of this. I feel the same way in a lot of respects. So it's like it's... 
I, I get where you're coming from. The other thing that's sort of weird with that, too, is that you've worked with so many different people over the years. It seems like no matter what, you've always had a good attitude and ready to work with other people and stuff. So it doesn't seem like you shied away from any of that stuff, too, in the middle of all this, either. Yeah, you know, I, I've been real lucky when it comes to that. Just, uh, like, seriously, you know, just, like, you know, good people, good musicians. I, I've been I've been able to do some really awesome stuff but yeah it, like i say it wasn't it was never like who i worked with or anything like that it was always just yeah me and and my my craziness and the thing is yeah i'm doing a lot better now so i'm i'm much more adjusted <laughs> oh wow that just made me think of a maladjusted sick with all great song <laughs> nice nice lyrics and stuff and things How, has this changed what you put into your lyrics and the stuff that you write uh, as far as your attitude is concerned because i mean some of the song titles on devil you know seem a little more a little less you know love oriented or whatever but uh, <laughs> it's a dark album i would say it's a lot, it's a lot more introspective right yeah, I mean it's the most personal stuff I've written. Yeah, it's uh, it's basically just a nice picture of you know what like the last five years of my life has been like. It really is, and and wow, it's pretty sad. <laughs> I don't know. That seems like a bro, you know, an excellent outlet. When I listened to my own, I was like, "Oh, hello." <laughs> that was. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's still a bit of positivity, but at the same time, yeah, there's there's definitely. Oh, come on, the last song of the album that is the most depressing thing I've ever written. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's depressing, and yeah, I think I wrote that song in like fifteen minutes. <laughs> Because it, seriously, it's like a diary. It's honestly what it is. Do you have more in you? Oh yeah, it's I an went endless so well. Much crap. Yeah, there's there's tons of junk that I can still write. I didn't think I would be able to, but yeah. yeah. I watched that uh, little interview that you did, uh, like the the preview uh, thing, and you said you guys had like um, over thirty songs or something like that for this album that you had to whittle down. Oh, it was like almost forty. Yeah, those dudes just. They just wouldn't stop writing songs. It drove me nuts. And you just keep laying on lyrics, right? I mean, did you guys actually do that many, or did you did you practice or rehearse or try them out or all that stuff? Did they get that oh, far? No, I mean, or? they they definitely wrote a bunch of that stuff. I yeah. didn't write lyrics for everything, I but I definitely wrote lyrics for a lot of songs. And but yeah, after a while, I I actually emailed those guys and I was like. Yeah, you got to stop writing songs. Uh, we're done. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, uh, we got through some stuff, and I said there's 12 songs in the album, but there's a few extras that uh, they'll uh, they'll see the light of day and pop up their head at some point, right? Oh yeah. You have a good time working with uh, Logan Mater on this one, dude. Logan rules. Love that guy. Yeah, like went from producer to like good friend. Love that dude. And and of course we celebrated the, uh, finishing the album by going fishing. I know I saw it's the like, pictures, man. That was a pretty good catch. <laughs> oh yeah, we were like, dude, we're going to Mexico. <laughs> so yeah, we went fishing, had a blast, and of course ate sashimi on the boat. Best day ever. Yes, big time. You finished now, but what do you want to do? I want to go fishing. You're, it's supposed to be Disney World, isn't it? Nope. Nah. nah. Fishing. <laughs> Catch and release unless you eat. 
Exactly. Just slice them open right there, and you're done and done. There you go. Excellent, man. Well, I can't wait for the rest of the world to hear the entire record because I think they're going to be blown away by what you guys have done on this uh, on this new album. The Beauty of Destruction is the name of the new record from The Devil You Know. Hojo Howard Jones on the Metal Sucks podcast. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Oh, no worries, man. Hopefully oh, it wasn't man. too bad for you. No, no. You actually <laughs> asked me, like, good questions. So, well, yeah, you actually got information that most people didn't get. So, yeah, good I'll- stuff. Say! 
subscribe to the Metal Sucks Podcast today. things we've heard from killer be killed right there wings of feather and wax is the name of the song and that would be uh, that super group that features max cavalera uh greg buscato buchato you know whatever i can never say his last name and uh troy sanders from mastodon on that one and it's um i like it i'm in i feel like i need to actively avoid listening to it because i hate that i like it 
Yeah? Yeah. No, I, I really don't want to like it. I really don't. Well, I mean, it's it's definitely the most mainstream I've heard any of those bands do. I mean, Mastodon, obviously, has gone quite a bit more mainstream with uh, their later albums. But, but even so, it's still not, like, pop. That's a pop song. I don't know, dude. Curl of the Burl is a pretty pop song. It man. is, but it's a curl of the burl. But yeah, I mean, come on. But it's it's more of a rocker. You know what I mean? This it's got a decent, it's got a good riff. That's not a terrible riff. It's not bad, and I love Greg's voice. Like Greg, when he sings, is just so freaking awesome, dude. I mean, he he's one of those guys that I could listen to all day long. Yep. Uh, it, well, yeah, yeah, I could, and it's kind of like pounding you in the face when he screams too. So, but uh, but Max doing the the screaming, and then I think that's Greg doing the singing there, and it's a I don't know, it's good, man. I really I'm, I kind of dig it. I, I you know it's, mm. but it does sound like kind of a mashup though. It, that's it, that's what's really weird. It sounds like device. <laughs> that's what it sounds oh, like. Don't go there. <laughs> I know, but dude. <sighs> Let's be honest That's, here. No, I'm. I, it's it's as straightforward a song as they could possibly come up with. Well, what are they supposed to do? I, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess like I thought that, but I, think, I had different expectations. All right, so I think when everybody comes together and gets a super group together, they think it's going to become all this. It's like we're we're, we're going to throw all of this primordial jizz into a pool, and poof, you got life. Everything's going to come to life, and there's going to be this brand new fish with legs that walks out of the fucking pool. This is something that you throw all these guys in there and they write what they know. And, but this isn't and then, what they know. But it's what, dude, what the fuck ever. You listen to that and and, it, and in the middle of it and Max Cavalera is singing about arise this and arise that. I'm like, he's singing the lyrics that he knows before. It's and he's, Yeah, but I was expecting like. Scotto's singing about Iscariot and. and, and I was thinking, I wanted like the tribal or, uh, Brazilian Iscariot. South American drums and then the, the, the rocker but thing of but the Mastodon. It, and then, but then it's all just like, it's just a fucking mashup. I know. That's what I was expecting because so, I have no intelligence. But every supergroup that you get winds up boiling until it's all level. And when you, what you get when it's done with that is you get kind of average. You know, it's it's kind of the average of what you've done before. And, I mean, we, we listen to The Devil You Know before that as well. They're pretty much a supergroup with the dudes from Al Shell Parish and, and, and Killswitch Engage. So it's... But this yeah, that's is, kind of the similar this thing. This isn't just it's like... like heavier kill switch engage. No, no you're the com- same thing. You're completely wrong. This is what... You're trying to suggest that we, they took one part Mastodon, Sepultura slash Soulfly, and then Dillinger Escape Plan. You put it in a pot, you boiled it, and then this is what's left. And I'm saying it's not. This is a science experiment. This is like a, you know... Let's try to make something. You're trying to make a compound out of a bunch of elements this and to create is, something new. But I, I, I'm saying it doesn't work that way. I, I, but I think this is what they've been success. They've successfully done. What, really? Yes, because what they've done is they've turned. They've made a pop group. This is a mm-hmm. pop group. Mm-hmm. It's this a pop is, song. Th- They're kind of poppy. Yeah, this yeah. Th- poppy dude. This is Backstreet Boys with the distortion pedal. <laughs> This is it's not that bad. Come on, man. Well, I, I'm I'm not saying that I don't like it. I do. That kills me that I like it. I hate it. I hate that I like it. But it's it's as pop as can be. You got a hook that's so freaking huge that like only the dumbest dumbest person's not going to slam face first into it. Yeah. This is this is meant for radio. This is oh, meant totally. to sell records. Totally. It's not like Dillinger Escape Plan where it's meant to like. 
you know, completely rip your face off. And make you think. Yeah, it's not Soulfly, where it's meant to, like, just piss off the uh, the guys who are still left in Sepultura. It's I not mean, Mastodon that makes you want to smoke weed and sit in a dark room exactly. and look at blacklight posters. Yeah, no, yeah. this is just made to sell. And there's and then there's no problem with that, is there? Well, I've got no problem with that, but that's because I'm a like ridiculous capitalist. That's true. That is true. I, I don't blame them. I think all these guys, they're like, hey, look, the house is feeling a little small. What do you say we get together? I just think that conversation has to be really interesting. See, I think I, I think you don't really, whenever you get a, a bunch of people together, and as they've written music for other bands, when they first start going together, they... It's hard to, especially when they're somewhat successful with those bands. I mean, it's another thing that if you're in a in a shitty band before you get together and with this other group, and then you have a little bit of success. But these guys are all successful dudes, but you, relatively successful. Well, relatively successful, but I mean, <clears throat> they can sell they can sell tickets to shows. They're, so they get people coming out. They've got multiple albums. They're all signed. They all so they have these things in common. Versus just I was in a local band before I decided to go here and start playing with this. I think when you're on that level, you bring and want your sort of style represented in whatever super group you are versus writing something completely new and creating something that's never been heard before. And I think that's all, that's the hard part when you're coming from somewhat something somewhat successful into a super group versus and that's why I always like when a super group comes out with an album, okay, cool. Hopefully they'll do number 2 because if number number 2 would be the telling point to see if they were just, "No, oh, we had these ideas that were scraps that we threw together and made these songs with or if they're actually writing songs that are that are going to be together a little more uh, a little more conjoined no 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 this isn't they got into a room and they jammed and this is what came out that's not what happened here this is that's not what happened here what happened here is these guys somehow got together and they started talking about how much it would be great to learn how to play golf and then and then they're like well what kind of music do we need to, to make in order to be able to develop a really good golf hobby you know, and they're like, hey, man, I, I, we got to get we got to you don't have Max Cavalier going. He's not going to do that unless somebody says to him, look, we need to sell freaking records. And that's how you do it. Hang on. Let me go grab a couple Sepultura records and we'll see how many times he goes. Nah, 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 nah. Dude, totally different thing. And, you know, it. <laughs> hey, dude, no, 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 totally different thing. And, you know, yes. First of all, that's 20 odd years ago. And it's Andres Kisser, I guess. But yes, <laughs> but blame Andres for that. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is that is that Sepultura was never made with the intention to sell a boatload of records. No, they made a thought that they're going to sell a bunch to metalheads. But this is not directed to their, their audience. But who in their right mind thinks that anything in metal is going to sell records? Exactly. They, these guys have somehow just through sheer talent and, and genius, they've been able to be successful in a genre that doesn't allow that. And, and, and now what they've done is they've gone, I want to play golf. And they're going to make some music that lets them go play golf. And, you know, every interview that you hear with these guys, including when we talk to them, they're going to be like, oh, no, no, we got in the room and jammed. Because nobody wants to say, no, we sat there with with freaking Backstreet Boys records and decided to, like, really, really crank out a riff think, on top of I it. I think Troy did say that he was listening to Backstreet Boys records. I think Good I think, for I, him. I think he actually did when he was on the show. Good for him. No, maybe not. Did David Draymond produce this? <laughs> Oh, sorry. 
Uh, that one brought up like who, something out of my lungs. But who is producing this? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm just saying that this is as conscientious as possible because it, 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 there's no way in the world that one of the guys come up with that, I don't know, barely a riff, and then the other two dudes stare at him and go, what the hell? You think we're going to do that? You got to be kidding. No. You have to have had a conversation ahead of time and have said, this is what we want to do, and then therefore, that's what comes out. This is as conscientious a thing. I'm not hating on it. Now, that's what everybody's going to think I'm doing. I'm not hating on it. Uh, uh, in fact, you I are think hating it's great. on it. No, no I think it's totally great. I think it's great that they're doing that. No, that's but let's not, just be sure what we know what it is that they're doing. Yeah, but you are totally hating on it. But no. but you're hating on it from that. I'm okay. No, you're really good job. Oh, that's a great job. And then fuck you over here. It's like. I, <sighs> It's it's uh, it's a backhanded hey, compliment or no no yeah. two nights ago you know what I was watching what while you were doing your Gore tribute I was watching streaming on Netflix now Pink live in concert from Australia freaking amazing concert by the way everybody's got to watch it because uh, she's amazing and it's not that she's hot because she's not she's just <laughs> an amazing talent but she knows pop and that's what these guys know pop too. And you know what? They're going to have like audiences like nowhere near as big as Pink, but they're going to be big. They're going to be big. It's gorillas. I don't know. I, I think this may just be a, a, a fun thing. Can't, Max Cavalera can't tour you don't with make music like that else. for fun. Uh, whatever. Fun about it. You're not making metal for money. There's this isn't just, metal. Uh, this is pop. <laughs> This is total pop. <laughs> this is as close, as close to metal as you're going to get on the radio. I know that for sure. Exactly. They're getting on it's radio. The, it's the five finger death punch thing. It's yep. is what it is. I mean, Another it's super it, it turns exactly. And it turns into uh, it's, it's radio rock. This is going to be bigger than all of their bands. Uh, and I think that's the reason they did it. So that the all rising tide lifts all ships kind of thing. Well, I think it'll help. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Blur sold records after Gorillaz. Sell a couple more uh, Mastodon Eric albums. Eric Clapton sold records after Cream. Do you go into it, or do they go into it with a goal in mind? Like, this is what we're going to do. I'm, and I'm not even talking about musically. Like, you're talking about with the intent of we're right. going to write a radio song. Right. Do they all go into it that way? I mean, Five Figure Death Punch, to me, is one of those bands that feels like it's turnkey. Like, we are going to write rock and roll songs for the radio and then cover, really do shitty covers of other stuff that was really popular, too. Oh, dude, you hear House of the Rising Sun? Oh, oh. shoot myself in the yeah, face. totally. But <clears throat> the video's even worse. But I mean, like, it's it's designed specifically for a purpose, and it feels like the yes. moment that they walked into the room together, this is exactly what they were going to do. And I got to appreciate them for that, if yep. nothing else. Like, we were walking in, and we are going to write a hit song for the radio. Boom. Right. I don't know that this is that. This is that. I don't think these guys went really? in there with that intention, honestly. Oh, I totally think. They, you think about it. The dude from- But you think about the... I'm, I'm trying to think about other supergroups over the years that have that have kind of done that stuff, and I keep getting stuck on the damn Yankees. But- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dude, can you take me Oh, that was such a good song. Oh. I hope that Ted doesn't own any publishing on that because I might need to go buy that song. God, don't. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do it. Hell, they paid him $16,000 not to play in Texas. So it's like, hey, no, please. But but I guess what I'm saying is that I picture like, like, like Troy being like, hey, look, the wife wants a bigger house. And then, and then going to the dude from Dillinger Escape Plan and saying, dude, you got an awesome voice. 
you know, obviously on this their last would, album. This like, would what, what, what wouldn't would it sound, work? Wouldn't it that? sound great if yeah. you did something that would be great on radio? And then they're like, "Hey, I was I've been already talking to uh, to Max, and you know, Max, you know, you, you got to get Max and Max coming in and going. I don't care what we do. I just want to have fun and hang out. And boom, you got a super group. Yeah, Max gonna have like I another, think it's Troy's fault. Another thirty bands. So yeah, <laughs> that guy's in like fifty freaking bands. He's tired of working. But I mean, you got to think about other ones too that are, that have been around. I, the other one that pops in my head right up is Fantoma. Fantoma. Yeah. Little. Mike oh, you don't Patton. pronounce the S? I, I don't it's know. Like Stephen oh, Colbert. Fan, Phantomass. Yeah, Phantomass. Uh, I, I say Fantoma. Okay, but. I don't know if that's right or not. <laughs> I can't pronounce shit. It sounds so. really pretentious. It does, doesn't it? It really does. But that was never a hit maker. You right. know, that's no. that's not something that was designed to be a hit maker. Well, that's because Patton already has hit Bloodbath. money. Bloodbath. He already got his money. You know, he doesn't really care. Death Metal. There are no heroes or, or pop songs in Death Metal. Right. So, uh-huh. yeah. Who else is on? Oh, who I was throwing around too? Like, there's a new, the new one. I uh, saw during South by was Mutoid Man. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they're not doing anything like with that kind of intention. So, I mean, it, and they it, probably should. Hell yeah, hell yeah. There you go. They're not writing stuff for the radio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 Am I making you choke over there? Oh my god! Alcohol and ass. Yeah. I mean, can't blame them. Can't blame them. I don't. Bl- I'm not going to blame them. I mean, you want the money, you go get the money. They're getting the money. And I think that's what's going on here, and that's okay. I don't mind it. But just everybody know going into this, they're they're not after getting, they're not, see, this is the thing. They're not trying to sell albums to to Dillinger fans. They're not trying to sell albums to Soulfly fans. True. They're trying to sell albums to Pink fans, mm. to to disturbed yeah, yeah, fans. Okay, okay, okay. Now that now that I can actually get with you with, with you there. I mean, obviously nobody buys albums anymore. But what um, what they're trying to do is they're trying to you know that their audience that's already there for them is going to buy this shit no matter what. Yeah. So Mastodon, Sepultura, Soulfly, uh, Dillinger, they're going to buy this stuff or they're going to check it Some out. Some of them will. Yeah, no, I think that they everybody's mo- going to check. Most it out. of them's going to check, and most people are going to check it out. They'll probably pick up at least a song or two off iTunes. You know, something's going to happen. It's, there'll be some illegal downloading of it or whatever. So that the, what they're trying really to do is expand that audience beyond beyond those. And I guess, but that's the goal with every record you put out. Though, I don't isn't know it? that they're trying to expand the audience. I think they're trying to replace it with a larger one. No, that's I, what I'm I don't saying. Think so at all, I, I don't think so at all. Otherwise, you would have just come out with a damn killer be killed and wouldn't have been talking about it for two years or whatever that they've been talking about it you just you just put out the record and say fuck it you know call it even what album uh what record label's putting this out you know? i don't remember i mean is it like atlantic or Wea or something remember. i mean uh, the nuclear blast nuclear blast nuclear blast thinking about the money uh, monty good job hell yeah <laughs> bravo dude we gotta get him on I want to talk to Monty. Uh, he's got a little bit of a business mind, eh? Oh, hell yeah. You know Roadrunners like, got to be pooping their pants right now, because uh, this is going to be like almost Nickelback type of numbers. Nah, dude, you're full of shit. Oh, yeah. This is going to be huge. Nothing is Nickelback, bro. <laughs> That's true. Nothing thank, is Nickelback. Thank goodness. Other than Creed <laughs> and Smile Empty Soul and Smile Empty breaking Soul, who's that? Benjamin and all those other bands that are the same thing as Nickelback. <laughs> those other bands. Yeah, awesome. Uh, no, it's not going to be that big. I just don't think so. I just, I, I wonder if the, I'm going to like it and I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to think it's good because I'm a huge fan of Greg. So, yeah. 
I, I, I love a, all these actually, guys. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of all three of these guys, I'm, so I don't give a shit. It's I'm going to conscientiously try to avoid it. And it, yeah, it'll will, will, will it be something that you re- regret liking as much as you do? Probably. Uh-huh. Yes. Probably. It's like that. Uh, I think Vince posted about that within Temptation that we played on the oh, uh, yeah. on the podcast. It's like, see, you see, oh damn it! Yeah, that's fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> like, so that's the thing that this band's missing is like a chick in the band. Ooh, keyboard I wonder player. They need a chick they, keyboard. They player. do, but they mm. even more than that, they just need a duet. Mm. A duet, mm. dude. The call. islands in the stream. I've With been saying. Angela Gonsal. Yeah. Awesome. Boom. Done. Hit. Money explosions it's falling from the sky. All right, we got to wrap up this show, dude. Uh, I think what we're gonna do to wrap up the show, though, I think I want to play a song from Guar before we before we're like oh. out out. We didn't. Uh, I haven't played any uh, yet, uh-huh. and I and I think we might as well, you know, end on a end on a high note, if you will. Yeah, because you know, we talked about odorous and all that stuff in the beginning of the show. I, I wonder if Dave ended on a high note. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> I feel bad much. You're an asshole. All right, I'm going to play. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on Twitter. I am at Bearded Ape on Twitter. He is at Godless uh, Speaks, at Godless Sucks uh, on Twitter. We're going to do Godless Sucks now. Is what we're gonna do. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, we are up every Monday, and of course on uh, MetalSucks.net every Monday as well. And in this damn podcast with Guar. <laughs> <Go! laughs>